0: Welcome, ready to Comedy on Edge presents the chat show. I'm your host, Mark Williamson. We're live in Edge HQ, and we've made the decision. We've given Lester some extended leave because of his continual stuff-ups with the sound, and we've given the intern Jasmine the well, the keys to the setup. So, Jasmine on sound, how, how are you coping? Are you okay?
1: Oh, I'm good. Thanks for the promotion. Hopefully, uh, promotion. Isn't well, that well, nice? <laughs> sorry, promotion. Sorry,
0: well, Lester. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, if, we'll see if they actually listen. If they can actually listen to this. More importantly, can you hear me?
1: Of course. Can you hear yourself? I can. Yes, I can hear myself. I should explain to the listeners,
0: we only have one set of headphones and (laughs) Jasmine is wearing them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It's literally her borrow thing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is one of my favourite people, Julia Wilson. Welcome.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me again. Oh,
0: thank you. Returning guest.
2: Out of curiosity, how often do you say one of my favourite people? Can I actually feel special or am I feeling just a little bit...
0: The ratings, general. I generally check on like a Wednesday of how the episodes down, oh, no. Your, and yours was quite good. Excellent. It's quite. Vibe- no, it was funny. I was one. talking
2: about Henry Rollins, and everyone loves him. That's yeah, we why.
0: Keyworded it perfect. No, <laughs> there's some. There's some guests who like you just. You can chat to some. There are some that are a little... you got to do a bit of research. you got to do a bit nice. of thinking. you got to do a bit of editing.
2: Isn't it <laughs> nice when there's some... Oh, that's right. How, that's... I remember, the, I remember the swearing conversation now. Yeah. Try to make it so I don't have to edit it too much, Wilson. I think were your exact words.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Well, <laughs> since... I think when you were... We had Dave Keishan, who's no longer with us. Mm. He's in Ireland. He used to have to edit it. And he'd be just... He'd whinge, he'd be like, oh, ah, yeah, yeah, I had to do this, I had to do that, I had to edit this. And I used to think he was whinging, and then I had to take over the editing, I'm like, Jesus but that's Christ, actually really
2: hard. Oh, Damn it's, you idiot. It's Damn like, you wow, you've actually, how hard is it to talk into a microphone? I've got to
0: listen to the whole thing, and <laughs> we had one a couple of weeks ago, the Three Blokes Telling Jokes episode, where our oh, name, Scott Dietrich, named um, a criminal before the courts. Ooh. Yeah, it's since turned out, like, it was the guy who did the coward punch that he named. Oh, yeah. yep. And he, I had to go back and take just that name out because I didn't wow. want to take the whole thing. And it was the amount of effort that goes into mm, it. it. Timing,
2: was, getting it right, bam. Yeah. So, it's oh, a bitch.
0: I know. Well, you're going to learn that by the end of this
2: oh, one. You so so think it's a bitch now. Too. It's going to be a, a beep, 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 bitch by the time you're done. Yeah, so <laughs> I was right.
0: thinking like with editing, maybe I can either get better at it or I can just you know get some donations and we can pay Lester to do some legal work for yeah, us or
2: maybe you could just get a cattle prod and anytime someone swears you could just <laughs> zzz them and so we can actually just that like, might be a better oh, option it's like, like Pavlov's cheaper. dog you could get the comedians to stop swearing
0: oh that would be yeah yeah and it would
2: be fun <laughs> it would,
0: that, i think that we, we could do a really good live show with that <laughs> yeah, just <zzzt>. like <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, what do they call it? Um, that uh, version therapy? Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh. Just every time you say something you shouldn't, you get a series of painful shocks to your testicles or wherever that you want to do. Really it.
1: interesting podcast. Too. Yeah, I it would. Think
0: that would be a great life. <laughs> I probably
2: shouldn't be allowed to have the uh, <laughs> the cattle prod.
0: But well, you know. friend friend of the show, Caesar Kaiser, he had this great idea for a show, and he just he couldn't find the vi- he wanted to do chick- chicken wire comedy. Where, now you're looking at me strange, you're like, huh?
2: I've got an image of the Blues Brothers yeah. in my head.
0: Well, that's what he wants to set up oh, on really? the stage with the chicken wire. And if nice. a joke doesn't work, the audience has got tomatoes and eggs. They can just pelt you with it. And he's like, he's like, that's his idea for a comedy. We note. got both
2: kinds of comedy, funny and unfunny. But yeah. <laughs> you get to peg bottles at a, Not bottles. Not course.
0: bottles, not eggs and tomatoes. Are just, <laughs> it's
2: just, like, I think that
0: could. I'd, it really could. I'd go. I think, you know, in the days before public liability. Yeah, that'd I, be a Oh, mass- imagine
2: it. Do you ever get envious of those guys that could do comedy back in those days? Do oh, you hear stories of people just glass, well, you know, like pegging a glass into an audience or that, you know, that kind of where you just go, wouldn't that be fun to obviously not seriously no, no, no someone, not heard, but you just, know, that kind of.
0: Well, I remember when I started, like before I started comedy, I, I always thought when I was sort of dreaming about it, I thought, oh, I'll be the type of comic when I do my set, I'll throw the microphone down to the ground and walk off. And then I found out how expensive these things are. And it's like, yeah, I'm not like, doing I'm not, I'm not doing Yeah, that. I'm not 100 I remember not seeing
2: the Doug Anthony All Stars when I was very, very young. And they would <laughs> chuck shit into the audience and at people. Mm. I remember seeing them throw bins at people and pegging minties at people. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, fair enough. If you came home covered in beer, you're like, they really liked me. They <laughs> covered me in beer. Well, that's Yeah, you just couldn't do
0: that. No, no, no. Well, like, I've got liability because I run Comedy on Edge at the Chippendale Hotel Tuesday nights. Check out comedyonedge.com.
2: Subtle. You are so smooth. Oh, no. Um,
0: And liability for that. And I don't, we we have a night, I set up the cords and all that, but the pub's covered. But even like, I get it. Like if the mic stand starts to go towards the crowd, I'm just starting to think, oh, crap, this is going to cost us.
2: I remember a band, because you guys, I'm not sure for the rest of you listeners, but you guys know I was a bouncer for for 10 years before I started comedy. Mm -hmm. I remember one of the band guys putting the microphone back in the stand and then walking over and kicking the microphone stand towards the audience. But because he had put the microphone in the stand... The Wrong Way Round, the microphone went flying into the audience, hit a woman in the face and knocked out her front tooth. She got like 30 grand for that.
0: Wow. And I was
2: like, wow. I get punched in the face every night for $17 an hour and this chick gets 30 grand because a microphone knocked out her. You're going to have to rethink your act. I know. I should just be, wow. nice money. Just be like, you know what? We'll go halves. I'll knock your tooth out. You give me 15 grand. <laughs> How does that sound?
0: Yeah, I think if you do that, just tell me and I'll edit this part of the podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah. out. We'll get, it might
2: show some kind up? of intention <laughs> before the fact.
0: But like, you know, like I was like, as you know, I did a show last year about guns and roses and just going back watching the footage, Axel would go into the crowd yeah. and genuinely punch on yeah. with people.
2: Can't do that now. No, no, you can't. I saw uh, the guy from the Cruel seat. I saw him kick somebody in the face. Tex? Yeah. And, oh, and he was, the guy that got kicked in the face was stoked. And I just went, see... Outside of, of a music gig, you'd be getting sued for an awful lot of money. But the guy that he kicked in the face was like, oh, Tex touched me with his foot. I'm like, actually, he kicked you in the mouth. That's what happened. So no, I, but he touched he
0: me. Touched. So I remember um, one of my favorite people, Tim Rogers, seeing you and my down in Tassie. And this guy had, um he'd run up on stage, done that. Yeah. And when he ran off stage, he knocked over a girl and hurt her. Oh, not cool. And Tim just stopped. He said, he goes, see what you did there, you arsehole. He goes, and the guy was sort of taunting Tim. And Tim's like... Step on this stage, take the first swing, (laughs) motherfucker, and I will. And he was genuinely getting ready for a fight, and this guy. Like the gig, it was really tense, and the the guy, like to his credit, would not get back on that yeah, stage because yeah, Tim probably would have killed him. The but lead it was... singer
2: may get you. All the fifteen bouncers might get you. Yeah, all that the was... girl's boyfriend <laughs> might get you. Either way, probably it's not that you note yourself from stage. Yeah, it was me totally knocked that chick over.
0: Yeah, but it was just yeah, the whole thing just so he can go and go yeah, and then it's like wow, you've obviously paid money to see this band, and wow. now they think you're a
2: dick. Yeah, the whole world and the band think you're a tool. Well, yeah. well played. And yeah,
0: and some girl got injured, but yeah, have you ever? You obviously you've been in. A few mosh pits in your time? I certainly
2: have, my friend, both behind the punter barrier catching people and in them, moshing around. What's
0: the most intense one you've ever been? Rollins Band. Rollins Band.
2: Yeah. Rollins Band came out in, I oh, can't think of what year it was. They were doing the songs of Black Flag to raise money for the West Memphis 3.
1: Oh, wow. So yeah. it's a while ago now. So, yeah. But Black
2: Flag was some pretty hardcore punk music. Yeah, and yeah. the yeah. audience just went so. And I actually I had that moment where I went, <sighs> I might have a heart attack. This this might be it for me. You know, when you when you yeah. can't breathe and the music's going so fast and everyone's just going nuts around you, and I just went, nah, I'll be fine, <laughs> and just kept going. But I did find myself with a, a couple of songs left to go, just going, dude, seriously, wrap it up. I don't know how much longer I can keep my heart rate at this point. <laughs> I need water. Just seriously, wrap it the fuck up. Hurry up. Come on.
0: Well, I realized I was getting old because it was a couple of years ago, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, okay. I was, as I started, I said to my mate, we had seats. So we we're we going into the mosh pit. And first song, I think they kicked it off with Bulls on Parade. And I just looked at the mosh and I'm like, I can't do this. It was just too intense. <laughs> You're gonna die. I was just like, I haven't got this. Because I've, I've had, I had that moment in a mosh pit where... Like the mosh pit was so tight, packed, you could. It was the Foo Fighters at Fox Studios. Nice. Now, I know, I know it's probably thinking that's not a mosh pit, no, no, but it was such a confined spare you couldn't move. Mm. And I almost went down, like I lost my footing. And I thought, I'm gonna get trampled. And this girl behind me sort of grabbed me and steadied me, but that just freaked me out because I thought, I'm gonna get trampled yeah. here. And
2: I actually was working one night, and Sprung Monkey were a, a, an American uh surf punk band. And I was working for them in this tiny little pub over my way. And it was just, it was mental. They, the People who like that kind of music really mm. bloody like it. And I'm one of them. So I was loving. Yeah. I couldn't believe I was getting paid <laughs> to stand on the stage. We didn't have a punter barrier was how not professional this pub was. And, uh, and I saw a, a girl go down in the middle of the mosh pit and just had to say to the guy standing next to me on the stage if I go in, grab my feet because she's going to get stomped to death. Cause no one had seen her go down. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. He was looking at her and mm. she just went oh and I've literally <sighs> dived in, grabbed her by her hands. And as I'm trying to pull her back up again, I started to get pulled into the mosh pit. And the true, bless him, true to his word, yeah. when he said that he would, has grabbed me by the ankles and just ripped me back out again. But I was probably 115 kilos at the time. This girl was probably 60 kilos. I was impressed that that guy had the arm That's... strength. To grief was all back out of the... But she would have been... Yeah, yeah, she would have been gone. Yeah. Hazard, yeah very I can see why now they get a bit antsy about counter oh, barriers we'll and that right. kind of thing. I oh,
0: remember, they're not, sadly, they're no longer to... And this is... I wish they would come back for one more show. Tism when they'd go into the crowd they'd get their costumes ripped off. and ba- I reckon whoever their bouncer was <laughs> or they're not bouncers probably the security guy yeah. he always was shirtless his job was to go in with the mic cable and rip the guys back he did a phenomenal job <laughs>
2: I actually just heard them on the radio the other night yeah, I saw your status I saw and it. I went nuts to it I was just like that's brilliant and so I started replaying all my TISM stuff <laughs> and I remember when I was a bouncer they played at my pub and I don't know what happened but they had some guy in the audience who was trying to at one part of the song where they had to jump up, he went to jump up and his mates have, you know, in, in a rugby line-out, how your mates him <laughs> in the throat, well, his mates just pegged him and it was this little 65-kilo oh. surfy kid who just went for a day and a half in the air and he's gone ah! and grabbed onto the overhead lighting rig, which the lighting guy that was travelling with that particular touring company had done something that all of a sudden it was live now and I watched this kid get shot like five feet backwards and I, like I was head bouncer and my brain was going please let that guy be okay because I was thinking we're going to get so sued. And he just oh. went, this is the best night of my life. That's awesome. Because he got thrown into the air and then got shot electrically five <laughs> foot backwards. And he just thought he thought it was the best ride ever. I was <laughs> just like, please don't sue, please don't sue, please Whoa, don't sue. Hey, however you get your kicks, so. <laughs> saying Yeah, well,
0: yeah that's, that's true. But geez, I, see, I thought when you said he grabbed on the light, I just had images of lighting rigs.
2: I honestly reckon if he hadn't been thrown off it, it it could have just been a nasty nut. But what are the odds that someone's going to get thrown 20 foot in the air? Like, I could not get over the distance this yeah. guy covered because a couple of his mates just went, yeah, let's." I can see what you're trying to do and just went, whoop, and threw him. It's rawr-
0: probably lucky there wasn't, like, a ceiling fan <laughs> up there.
2: Could be, eh. <laughs> Best night ever. My head's over there. Yeah, my body's <laughs> over here. It's wicked.
0: Oh, that, that, that didn't, because I've got the Tism live, too. If you got the White Album DVD, they're live I DVD? don't.
2: I might borrow that from you oh, if I Oh, yeah, remember.
0: absolutely. It's one of, like, it's their, they did, like, a fundraiser at, um... Hi fi bar in Melbourne, and it's nice. them. It's so funny. It's them like raising money for TISM and just slagging off other bands. It's, <laughs> I, well, the f- I love.
2: They always had masks on, so you didn't yeah. know who they were. It was brilliant. That's clever. I remember, like, isn't it?
0: I, would you, when was the first time you would have seen them?
2: Probably, I want to say 88, somewhere around like that. Because I am, in fact, really old.
0: <laughs> I remember it was one of um it was the first year at uni. It was I went. It was regurgitated when they released Unit. The lineup was. Re- oh, yeah. Gurgitator, TISM is the support, Ooh. and um, the Foves were the opening act. And this is my favourite dummy spit of all time. It was like it was at the it was funny because this is the uni bar where they do gigs like this. Was where we also sat our exams, so it was quite it was quite weird. Like I'd be daydreaming exams. Never two of them. Oh, I remember when we saw <laughs> TISM? But um, like everyone, like because it was such a big lineup, everyone was there for a Gurgitator and TISM. There was about probably the gig would have held five hundred. are about probably about 30 to 50 people there, all at the bar, and the Foves are playing away, and they played the Charles Atlas way, and Coxie, the lead singer, like, no one's paying attention. He goes, well, fuck you. That's our best song. You guys don't give a fuck. We're just going to play whatever the fuck we want, and we don't care. And then they started playing, and then everyone went up the bar, go, "Hey, <laughs> and then he goes, oh, I'm sorry, you guys. I get so emotional, and it was just...
2: <laughs> I, um, I contributed to a book a couple of years ago now called Your Mother Would Be Proud. And I can talk about this because my mum will never read it. Uh, <laughs> and it was, you had to contribute a story um, that your mother would either be so mortified, so massively proud, she'd have a big reaction to it. So I told a story where I <laughs> – we'll get back to the story. Uh, <laughs> but my point is that the the lead singer of the Forbes also contributed. Ah. And Julia Zamiro was the MC the night we launched it. And so she said, please welcome to the stage uh, the lead singer of the Forbes uh, – uh, please welcome the stage and when he came out he's like i can't believe after all these years people still don't get the name of my band right and she, she's come out and she's like no 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 i'm french like I, i'm from a french background that is how you say and he just goes god i've been out frenched by <laughs> <laughs> the name of my band has been said wrong the into my entire career and he was so embarrassed oh that's good cool. yeah the story was that i had uh accidentally made a sex tape with a guy um Years and years ago. Yeah, I know. Ridiculous. Hmm. But it was, it was. you couldn't see my face. It went for like 45 seconds and it was done and dusted.
0: Accidentally? Hang on, what, ye- yeah, well, I
2: didn't. I mean, he, I knew it was being filmed. But oh. I, I, in hindsight, I probably wouldn't do it again, but I was like 18 at the time. And then when I started doing stand-up, um, my mate said to me, you've got a bit of a public profile now. You probably want to get that tape back. And so I didn't ring him and say, hey, bud, I'm coming around to get my tape because I was still vaguely in contact with him occasionally, which mm. makes me sound a little bit more harsh yeah. than I need to. But uh, So instead of ringing him and going, hey, I'm coming around to get my tape, I just rang him and said, how about I come around tomorrow? And he went, yeah. And so I popped around there and said, hey, by the way, I'd like to take that tape with me today because I've kind of got a bit of a public profile now. And he's like, oh, that tape. Gee, I ran through that ages ago. It was on VCR. I watched it so many times it's dead. But uh, here's my video camera. <laughs> so I accidentally made another tape uh, <laughs> <laughs> that went for like an hour. You could totally see my he face. He hadn't made the- com- no, well, he said that he hadn't. Yeah, I, he seems no. trustworthy. <laughs> seems. So my point is that it went from a 45 second one that you couldn't see my face to an hour one where I was like giving a double thumbs up to the camera because <laughs> I am such an ego that I went, what, camera time? Yeah. I know where all. And it made me laugh because it was like 18 and 28 and I turned 38 this year and my mates were like, is it time for a third one? I'm like, no, one, gotta
0: needs. That time, no one needs to see that. <laughs> no one
2: needs to see me 10 years. It's like the seven up series, <laughs> With <but> pornish <laughs> of 10 years of Julia the whore.
0: You do realize, like what you've just said, you've got there. Will be someone out there who'll be just googling for that, see if that tape is online. Mate, I Google myself you've go- you've go- all the time.
2: I, I do too. there's like a, you know, I'm a large girl. anytime, you know there's new porn for bigger ladies, I go, please don't let it be me. Please don't let it be me. Please don't, <laughs> me. Please don't let it be me. Imagine it. So yeah, my mum would be super proud if she knew, which she doesn't, and she never will, because she doesn't know how to listen to podcasts. God bless her. Does and she know, know how to Google? Vaguely, because <laughs> I was just oh "God!" Sh- I just went, "Oh crap!" i was just wondering
0: <laughs> if they have actually made that. Pa- that could be a porn a lucrative porn. The set, obviously, you'd have to start at 18 or 21 up. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't could go. Wouldn't, <laughs> let's let's not get into the Rolf t- Harris territory there. <laughs> but you'd start at so so you start at 18, then you do the 25, 32, yeah. 39. Yeah, that's. I'm
2: to tell you. I remember looking back at it a couple of years later. I went around to his place again. Granted, yeah. I was nailing this guy for a long time, and he had. You, Like I've rocked up, he's got porn on in the background, which was not unusual for this guy. But when you realise that your own porn is on in the background, I was like going, I was giving that a red hot go. Well done, me. (laughs) Like I was, a little part of me was like, good, well done. I'd hate for it to be a... Mm. One of the ladies who had a one of her sex tapes released, and she wasn't giving it too much effort. I don't want to use her name because I am sure you'll have to edit it out. But um, yeah,
0: no, no, I think I think I know. I oh, know everyone it. knows them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a few though. Like, there is a few. Um, yeah, some of the like because I remember like when we, when we turned eighteen, celebrity sex tapes were, were the everywhere.
2: Thing. They were everywhere. There
0: was like mates would be like, oh, check this out. I've got B,
2: and you'd swap. Have yeah. you got the such and such? No, but have you got the such no, and no,
0: such? No, no, well, we did? were, because it was like Tassie, there wasn't that much. <laughs> it'd be one guy go to Canberra and then he'd go, oh, come around to our house. And, and it'd be like, this is the so and so sex tape. This is the so and we're not talking like big stuff. We're talking pretty, ob- there were a couple of really obscure ones. Yeah. And like, you know, like I think the, the one that I remember was the supermodel's sister. That's what
2: I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, because could you imagine that someone, some douchebag, tries to blackmail you? You don't come up with the money, so he releases the sex tape you've got, you know, that he has of you. Yeah, and you're giving it a bit of a shit go. Like I would be furious. Like at least release one where I look like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, and I mean, you, know? you, did you see to put
1: on the extra effort when you know you think exactly. being filmed. did you oh, see in
0: One of their film clips, and it's on the DVD, which I'll lend you. They parodied that sex tape. Oh,
1: did they really? Because must watch. Yeah, there's
0: like it's watch. pretty much for those who don't, who haven't seen it. and I'm sure a lot of listeners haven't seen an obscure <laughs> sex tape, which we haven't named, that was famous about 10, 15 years ago. Who
2: is a famous supermodel sister yeah. who's not so famous, but tries to be, yeah. lesser.
0: I don't, did, the whale watching didn't take off, did it? No. <laughs> there you go.
2: You might as well have <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, just name it. Come short, statute of limitations. <laughs> <laughs> we'll release this in seven years. But I mean, because he stopped halfway through to take a line of blow. Yeah. And it's like, tears of like yeah, and he stops, racks up the line of blow and it's... <laughs>
2: I actually went to a taping of Good News Week where the said lady was on as one of the panellists. And I'm there with my best mate who doesn't understand that when you're watching something Mm -hmm. live, they can actually hear you on the stage. She's still in TV mode where she can say whatever she wants. And when she's walked out, when the said lady star of the... Yeah, uh, dodgy porno has walked out. My mate's gone, gee, she's put on a bit of beef since that videotape. <laughs> 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 to which point said lady turns around and stares daggers at me. And I'm like, Oh, come on. I'm a fatty. I'm hardly going to be picking on you for putting on a couple of kilos. Clear- <laughs> like, that was clearly not me. Like I'm a little fatty McFat fat. There's no way that was me slagging you oh, off. That's... And I'm not going to flip past my best mate, but I will just quietly go, Oh, come on. You knew.
0: Come on. That, yeah, that's, <laughs> You've got a mirror. Wow. Come on. I didn't realize she was on Good News. Because I, like, I used to be a stand-in for Good News Week. And oh, nice. we'd be at the rehearsals and we'd play the panel so Paul could get his lines right. And I didn't realize that we had my, the mics on. I didn't realize that the sound guys could hear everything. Oh, really? And I used to sit next to Umit Bali. You know, Umit? Yeah, for yeah. those who don't know, we're, we're trying to get Umit on a show. But for some reason, it just doesn't work out. But Umit's a very funny Sydney community. And I used to sit there. And it was Saturday morning and Umut had a crush on one of the sound assistants oh, and he'd sit no. there and talk about it. No. And I remember what? after like two weeks, she sort of, she took me aside and she's like, oh, he's a really nice guy but we're not on the same team. And
2: <laughs> what a lovely way <laughs> But she said. didn't, she
0: said, can you just sort of tell him that? And I go, but how did you know? And she's like, we can Dude, hear I you. I can hear everything you she say. She goes, you guys are talking <laughs> about this the whole time. And I'm like,
2: lucky oh. you're being complimentary. Imagine like, how's that dig in sound? What a fucking tool. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can hear you and I'm going to make you sound like an idiot.
0: But the other thing I also remember is like, because it started me thinking, what else do we talk about? Because Umit used to sing and every time, if you see him, he'll sing it to you. The Home and Away theme. Like, we'd be just sitting there Why? in between... Why? Ta- Why would
2: you put that in my head? You mean
0: me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There's, there's something for the oh, drive right. home. Yeah, thanks,
2: Can't buddy. stand that song. Thanks, Mark.
0: Every <laughs> Saturday morning for a year, I had to listen to him sing it and then so talk... we,
2: you know, we belong together. together you and oh, I forever my and Lord. ever. That's have hilarious. you ever had... What,
0: I used to... Oh, <laughs> 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 it's
2: the most horrible song have, I'm sorry,
1: but... No yes.
0: matter where you are, you Oh,
1: like, I'm going to kill you later. <laughs> la, 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 Kidding. la, 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 <laughs> la. Well, the song...
0: so The song I've got in my head and... I feel bad for liking it, but I genuinely do. It. The new song "Happy" by Pharrell.
2: Lucky, I have no idea what you're
0: talking about. It's on I like, like the all the ads for the T. Mm. I think the block is the one using it. It's like sing it. I'm happy, happy to be. Uh, it, like it's a yeah. really like it's a really lame and crappy song. And Pharrell's, he was one half of the idiots that created blurred lines. One of the most sexist pieces of shit oh, I've ever heard. Oh, it's a hideous
2: piece of music. Oh, great riff, hideous yeah. words. Mm.
0: It's yeah, it's pretty much like they've put a rape trial to yeah. music.
2: And then I said, your honor. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Q <laughs> <few> song starting.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but I like this song. It's like, cause it makes me wow. feel good. And it's, I don't know. Well, I, actually,
2: the other day I had a friend of mine, seven year old girl in the car. It was just the two of us. I was taking her to pick up her mum, And, uh, and she said to me, Julia, what's your favorite Jason Derulo song? And I just went, oh, sweetie, until just then I didn't realize Jason <laughs> Derulo was a thing. I'm sorry, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't know anything about anything to do with modern poppy music. I just, mm, I sure. love my old punk, yeah. my old rock, my old hair farm music. Good woman. Love it. Just love it. And so Jason DeRule, I'm like, who said what to who now? And uh, and she said, you know, what's your favourite song? And I said, I, I genuinely don't have one. And she said, oh, because I love um, uh, Talk Dirty To Me. And I said, oh, that's... Uh, That sounds like it's really inappropriate for a seven-year-old. She goes, mum won't let me download it onto my iPod. And I said, well, your mum's pretty cool, so there's probably a good reason for that. I then Google, once we pull over and we go and pick up her mum, we all go out for dinner, I'm Googling the lyrics. And I just, I had to pull her aside and say, sweetie, not only is your mum a champion for not letting you download that, you are never, ever to listen to that song again. You're seven. And I was reading the lyrics. And the song itself is so poppy that unless you were really paying attention, you you probably didn't get what he was talking about. But holy crap. And there's seven-year-old kids Mm -hmm. dancing around the house to that. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. I must have danced and listened to some pretty inappropriate shit when I was a kid but at what point do you go here's why you can't sing that and here's why it's really bad for you to listen to this over and over and again because you're a seven-year-old girl and you don't need to listen to the fact that this guy well, it was something about lipstick passports how he gets a head job everywhere he goes and that's how girls oh get into his backstage oh area yeah, and I just went <gasps> now I don't know whether it's more damaging to have that conversation with a seven-year-old about why that's inappropriate or just go you gotta trust me on this one kiddo that guy's a tool you're not listening to him because yeah. you're all gonna grow up to be whatever the hell you want not Someone who gets into backstage because you've given him a lipstick passport. there's not yeah. how. I just, you know, when you go, oh my God,
1: I'm at that age where I have to make some kind of moral decisions now. It's hideous. And wow. they don't censor what's on um, TV anymore. They no. just, all those videos that the kids listen to them. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. Well, getting
0: back to Blurred Lines. Like, I'd, I, mean, I hadn't heard the whole song. Like, it came out and everyone's kicking And I'd only heard... See, on YouTube, when you listen to something, they'd put like a little promo for some speakers, and it'd just be the start of it. And I knew the doo doo like the bit, and I'm like, ah, oh. and it's like blurred, line, that's, like that's ah, oh, that's the song. And then I heard the whole song, and I'm like,
2: that's oh, pretty my ordinary. G-
0: Your dad is the dad from Growing Pains. That's exactly what I
2: went, gee, that guy looks like the guy from Growing Pains. What's this guy's name? Yeah, Robin Thicke. Thicke. That's got to be the dude from Growing Pains. dad. Yeah, yeah and, and it's, now he's in How I Met Your Mother all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, because it's like Growing Pains is one of my favorite things growing up, and it's like. Didn't your dad take you aside and say <laughs> no? go, no, son. No. Do you really think he'd let... Um...
2: And now Kirk Cameron's a mental
0: k- Christian oh, fundamentalist. Yeah, Kirk. What, mate? What
2: happened? See, so you at least did, just enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the show and had funny little tingly bits because I was so young to Kirk Cameron. Well, and, and now he's a <laughs> fundamentalist Christian calling for the heads of people who... in the
1: complete opposite yeah. way to most of the child stars who go... So yeah, thanks. heroin and
2: and well, the other chips. one
0: because the other one on that show the um the girl what's her name is it Carol? Yeah. I can't think of a real name. She she batt- She had an eating disorder and a couple of DUIs, but oh. she's gone on.
2: She's at least a regular human, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's human. He's
0: because I saw at the end. I was actually um and Nathan Lenton, who's been on this show, he's not going to like what I'm just about to say. Uh-oh. So Nathan, just cover your ears for a minute. <laughs> I re- was recently reading Piers Morgan's book. I was in a bookshop and I just <laughs> I had to kill some. Was t-
2: there nothing left to read in the world? Well, it was just
0: I needed. A, I just wanted something... like I was waiting for someone and I wanted one of those books. It was like a diary and I thought, oh yeah, because like with the podcast interview, I thought. Oh, maybe i know he's it a, but i'm
2: just picturing january 1 be a douche tick That's pretty my diary but january 2
0: actually him like he's talking about like he talking about his interviews like from when he started CNN like he tells this really good story about de niro how pretty much de niro was a prick to interview and how he got around it and all that but then he was talking about the kurt cameron interview wow and he goes it's the only interview when i've been asking someone he goes i he, go, he admit like to Piers morgan's credit in the book he admits he's a dick like he sort of well, says knows. Yeah, he knows. It, I yeah, hate he knows. To be unaware. He's Yeah, he's aware. Um, and, you know, credit. He took his medicine with Brett Lee breaking oh, his I ribs. I've
2: never, ever, ever wanted someone to get injured. Well, I should No, that. No, no, no. Well... But I really wanted Brett Lee to just beat the bejesus out
0: we'll of it. Ju- we'll, g- we'll come back to Richard Hadley in a second. Jasmine, will bring you into this one. <laughs> um, with, um, like, with his, in his saying, Kirk Cameron, he goes, as he's saying, because Kirk Cameron gives the interview where he's like, I was raised that. Being gay is evil. It's wrong. So oh, it's, And it's just like, Jesus. dude, you don't say, like, yeah. th- you shouldn't, like, it's not, it's bullshit. You should not have that view. But if you do, don't say it. on that. Yeah,
2: keep it in your own little small-minded brain. Don't yeah. Don't, yeah. Put, don't put the words in your mouth and then say it in a public forum. Because yeah. people like me are going to have to beat you on the street when you say stuff like that. It's pretty, You're yeah. going to come across people like me who just goes, you're a doll from across the street if I can't actually get across and <laughs> hit yeah. you with something really heavy.
0: Yeah, it's like and the whole thing. But yeah, though like, yeah, and it's just like, oh, you you could have like because I there was like with growing pains, you would have thought like he was a pretty big star. You would yeah. have thought naturally but yeah, it's just I thought it, he would
2: have gone the Danny Bonaduce way.
0: See, I've got a friend who um a friend who's he's religious, he's pretty open and one of his mates as a joke, gave him the Kirk one of Kirk Cameron's movies that he makes. <laughs> he makes all these religious oh, movies. Is and my really- mate my mate, who well, he doesn't have the same view, but he's he follows he follows, he lives his life and good good on him for it. Even he admits he goes, "Oh man, this is a bad movie." Yeah, gee, <laughs> this, this guy's is, a bit on yeah, This guy's a bit, whoa,
2: <laughs> That's when you know when your one religious mate's like, "Nah, nah, nah, nah too, too far, too that. far." You are like, buddy, step away from the microphone.
0: <laughs> but P- yeah, Piers Morgan, for those who don't know, Piers Morgan's a, oh, you Google him. He's a journalist for CNN. He got. Uh, Journalist, yeah. Is there any journalists left anymore? There's just some. There's
2: someone who just coordinates (laughs) tweets, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like journalists left. Yeah,
0: there's. Oh, there's a couple of bloggers who think they're doing it for the cause. But he, um, over the summer, he Brett, he got into an altercation, and it ended up him facing Brett Lee, who's an Australian fast bowler, quite quick, even though he's a bit old. Yeah, I wouldn't face him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. To be honest, I've played cricket. I wouldn't face. I think the spinners would be my limit. And even then, they're going at 80, 90 kilometers an hour.
2: Brett Lee's doing what? 130?
0: Uh, 150. (laughs) He gets a 150. which (laughs) is yeah, that, Morgan.
2: I reckon if they had done a quick whip around for charity and said, for every $1,000 we raise, Brett Lee's going to go another kilometer faster, I think they would have had hundreds of thousands of dollars to watch Piers Morgan get beamed by Brett Lee, all for charity. Like, we could all have given Mm. our money and felt guilt-free, but we could have watched Piers Morgan just get... Absolutely peppered with fastballs around the facial area. Perhaps. It was
0: every single one. No, they were all in the ribcage because yeah, he broke a rib. But Richard Hadley, who's Jasmine's from New Zealand, so is he a god over there, or is um, he just? He'd be up there. Yeah, yeah. Is he on the back of a coin?
1: No, not on the back of the coin yet. No, uh, all the backs of the coins pretty much just have the queen on them. <laughs>
0: uh, what, what's on the other side? What is on the New Zealand coin?
1: Oh man, um, on one of them we've got a a, a kiwi. Nice.
0: Anyone, like Jonah Loma or an actual kiwi bird? <laughs> an,
1: an actual bird, <laughs> funnily enough. Um, the other ones, man, the, no, that's hard. I'm not used to the New Zealand coins anymore. Hey,
2: what have we got, an echidna or a platypus? Um, yeah.
1: Oh, they're kind of similar except different sizes, which um, yeah. reminds me, wh- why is the Australian $2 coin smaller than the $1 coin? We're not good with numbers.
2: Yeah, we don't <laughs> there's d- a reason our economy's up the
0: shit. I New Zealand. Economy. I remember in year six primary school, we all we had a day like one of the days where you go to the beach and you could buy stuff from the local fish and chip shop. Man, there was a special kid in our class. Um not 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 fully special, but you know that you know was he's it you, Mark. No, 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 it wasn't me. Just it wasn't me. It wasn't me. No, 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 no. <laughs>
2: Both of us were like, Yeah, it was. This guy, I don't think this a guy a friend of
0: mine. But he I remember him going around going, Oh, who wants to swap? Because he just wasn't convinced that the two dollar yeah. one was $1. So everyone's $1. like, Yeah, I'll swap my one dollar for your two dollar <laughs> coin and yeah. The poor kid. He didn't get many mixed lollies this, that that day, but yeah. Oh. It's quite profitable for the rest of us. I don't
2: think diabetes needed to be added to his problems yeah, in the yeah, world, yeah, to yeah. be <laughs> fair. It's probably not the worst thing.
0: There's part of me that wants to wonder what happened. like his dad was pretty rich, so I don't oh. Oh, he's he's not oh, not that rich that he'd give him a network like a Murdoch, but you know he's <laughs>
2: I don't that does explain a fair few yeah. things though. Oh right, like yeah. that. Okay. I
0: think he I think he'd have a good break room in his sheltered workshop. <laughs> let's just say that. <laughs> but, yeah.
2: uh, did you see uh, that friends of mine moved back from the UK? Did I? Did I, I did. Yeah,
0: that? I you and they bought some of your gear back. So
2: five years ago, more than that, probably. Yes, more than that. Probably seven years ago, I had to leg it home from the UK uh, and I had, my dad was sick and I had, again, (laughs) a whole different other thing. My dad's sick a lot. Uh, And so I had to just pack up my unit and get out of there. So I I did and I left a whole bunch of stuff with some friends of mine because I was always going to go back. I'd built up this network of gigs and, and had an agent over there and all that sort of stuff. So... I had what I thought was just one suitcase and like a duffel bag, uh, which turns out to be two suitcases, a sports bag, a chest of drawers, a whole, bu- yeah, this whole bunch of other things that, were, um, th- that I've left in my mate's attic. And they've moved five times over three countries and they've taken my shit with them everywhere they've gone. So my gear has probably been in more places than I have. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. That's, <laughs> that's awesome that's work from the mates. Mateship, isn't it?
0: You definitely needed at least a case of beer as a thank you for that.
2: And well, actually I should do, except yeah. neither of them drink much. Ah, oh, even <laughs> good, better. Good friends, yeah. Bring over the
0: case, drink it. So <laughs> I went
2: around and picked it all up and I was like, there's so much more shit here than I remember. What? I, and so, And I was trying to be really like, yeah, let's have a cup of tea. I haven't seen you in ages. Let's chat. Let's blah, 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 blah. In the back of my head, I was just like, go find out what's in this. Go find out what's in this. Go find out what's in this. <laughs> and she had rung me before they moved and said, we're coming home. All this stuff has to go through customs. Is there anything in your stuff <laughs> that I need to know about? And I went, well, there's probably some some stuff in there that you probably don't need to see, but I don't think it's anything customs gonna be worried about. She goes, did you ever mind anything for because she knows being a stand-up comedian and especially in the UK, drugs are fairly prevalent in the in the comedy scene over there. So did you ever mind anything for anyone that I might need to know? I'm like, dude, there's no heroin in my bags. There's no there'll be no drugs. There may be a few sex toys that I left over there. She goes, I'm not going through anything. I'm like, I wouldn't ask you to. And quite frankly, you should really steer clear of it. Uh, And so she was, you know, just kind of. Anyway, I got home and I tore open all this stuff. My Wallabies jersey from 2003 is in there. Oh, wow. I love it. (laughs) Uh, I was weighing about 120 kilos back then. So I'm now just under 100. And not a lot of the clothes fit, but it's very cool. There's a Hootie Guru shirt in there from 1999. There he is. What else was in there? Oh, my Ruts t-shirt that I bought at a punk gig over there, which I paid 10 quid to go and see – the Ruts, The Damned, Misty and Roots, all these awesome punk Now, I saw regular. that. Is that
0: the t-shirt you posted online yeah. with friend of the sh- Well, we're trying to get him on, Bruce. If you, Bruce Griffiths, if you're listening, we want you on the podcast. He, <laughs> he, yeah, come along. Um, he, he was drooling over yeah,
2: that. Yeah, it's a pretty good shirt. Because what happened was the Ruts were a band that uh, Malcolm, their lead singer, overdosed from heroin Eve, well, 20, 30 years ago. And so uh, Foxy, one of the one of the guitarists was was really, really ill and they were doing a fundraiser. They put on this whole night and Henry Rollins flew over and lead sang oh, for wow. The Ruts. But The Damned, you know, like, yeah, the, yeah. the Damned, they were also on the bill. UK Subs, who were this brilliant punk band, they were also on the bill. It was 10 quid. It was absolutely ridiculous. And it was one of those things that as I was walking in, I, I've never been asked so many times if I wanted to sell my ticket going into a gig. Like people <laughs> were just going, it cost me 10 quid, I'll give you 50 quid. And I was going, nah, nah. I'll give you 100 quid. Nah. Nah, if I have to fight to the death for this ticket I will fight to the death like it was amazing and to wow. go into the like and start watching it and all of the audience were all old punks and there were guys that were still old punks with the mohawk hair and all the <laughs> these things looking at dudes who had shaved heads now no earrings and were in suits just kind of you are waiting for them to go, you fucking sell out. Like, I was waiting for that kind of stuff. And actual fact, there were lots of embracing going, Oh, Bravo, I haven't seen you in fucking years. What happened to so and so? Dead. What happened to so and so? Dead. Dead. <laughs> what happened to so and so? Car accident. Like, it was just this, like, I was, I was sitting back laughing at all these 50 year old punk dudes catching up on what had happened in the last 30 years. It was really quite beautiful. And then when the first band came on and the Mosh started going, I think I'm going to have to give CPR to about 20 fucking dudes <laughs> around me. I was fairly sure I was going to have to be CPRing someone somewhere along the way. But, and there was one guy who kind of got a little bit sort of blue in the face and kind of a bit tottery, but he, you know, tottered off on his own and mm. went to see the St. John's, whoever it was that was wandering around. But
0: I think he found some of the heroin in his jacket from 20 <laughs> years ago. He's like, oh, I haven't seen this in a while. The other
2: thing I found was my first Edinburgh festival, I, f- I had kept all my flyers oh. and anywhere that I had got a review or anything like that. So I was going through all this paperwork, all these old photos that I used to take oh. with me for when I was homesick. So my dog only just passed away So I was going through All these old photos Of my dog When she was a puppy So there's a few tears Found the sex toys Felt much better That was (laughs) kind of cool I did find really Random things Like liquid chocolate Body paint That I just went I can't even crack that open That's a lot That's a lot of years So I don't know Why I've kept that That's weird yeah, that's um, a bit.
0: Yeah, that's a bit.
2: All my old books, all my philosophy books, and I clearly was a very serious girl back in the day. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 All my Nietzsche, and uh, I had my, <laughs> my my Kafka, and I was going, God, look at this. This is my light reading, by the way. Wow. <laughs> Clockwork Orange. I'm going. Yeah, that's good light reading. What else have we got? Yeah. Looking through stuff, and the weirdest thing I found was I found a uh, I found many um, DVDs, but one. Had my handwriting on it that said porn, and I went great. I'll, I'll give that a bit of a watch. Let's see. <laughs> let's see how our have changed over the years. Whacked it in my DVD player. I have never seen this DVD before. It was my handwriting, so I have written it on there, so I knew it was porn. I did not recognise a single clip on there, and I have no. And it's not any of the porn I would normally watch. So that is a complete mystery to me.
0: Nothing that would have really got you in trouble with customs or your friends. I
2: don't think so. Oh, wow. <laughs> I started to get a bit bored. I was just like, nah, nah, uh, nah, 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 nah. So clearly my tastes have somewhat matured. Well, That's like
0: you've got your own time capsule. It That's really amazing. is. It's like
2: I've recorded yeah. what I was doing back in the day. It was brilliant.
0: Back in there. Did you think sort of like, did you, did it get you to think, man, maybe I should bury like a box in the backyard? Oh, I
2: don't think anyone needs to realize nah. that. <laughs> Part of me just goes, <laughs> oh. maybe you just, because you know how, as you get older, you go, oh, I wasn't that bad. I was. I was <laughs> I'm looking bad. back just going, God damn it. Look at you, you little potty mouth mole. <laughs> uh, what,
0: did you ever think of, like, obviously, because you came back because you, your parents, did you think, is it ever going back to the UK?
2: Or? Uh, I will eventually. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things. America's my next target. That'd America? Yeah. I don't know whether I should say that on a podcast and then head over unless I get the right visa. But uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, um, as as this podcast comes out, I'll be in America, actually. Beautiful. Yeah.
2: It's, you know what? I'm a massive gridiron fan. So the it's idea not season.
0: It's not the season.
2: Yeah. Super Bowl will be done and dusted. Well, I'll be
0: I'll be there on Super Bowl Sunday, which will have passed. Wow! So I'm um, I'll have to find a pub somewhere to watch it.
2: I should give you a list of all the stuff that I need someone to buy for me and bring back because the whilst it's very cheap to buy football gear, just for the listeners who don't know, I actually play grid. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's heaps of stuff that I need, but the selling, like you know, the, you can buy them cheaply, but the postage rates are exorbitant. If, so, uh,
0: I could probably get you a few gloves, maybe a few, yeah, maybe excellent. boots would be straight. I'm not getting you the big rugby here the shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, um, although, mind you, my fav- one of my favorite wrestling tag teams were the Road Warriors. Nice. There's and a Mad Maxie going on. Yeah, they used to have like the football pads with the spikes.
2: Lovely. Maybe,
0: maybe you could do that on i have to tell
2: Run. you, when I've got my pads on, I feel invincible. Yeah? This is essentially just this Kevlar top half of me a helmet and I can just run and I'm like, I keep saying I'm a hundred kilos. I can just run full pelt at someone wearing all of these weapons. And everyone goes, what do you wear pads for? It's a bit of a soft game. I'm like, yeah, you think I'm wearing it because it protects me. I'm wearing it because it's another weapon. When I tackle somebody or when I run full pelt at them and just hit them with everything Good, no. I've got, <laughs> I wouldn't
1: yeah. want to take you on.
0: <laughs> well, that's actually at the moment in gridiron. They're sort of having that discussion yeah, over the concussion or concussion. Yeah. Cause th- this is the argument like, I like I like MMA and this the argument is like oh it's brutal it's brutal but the thing with MMA is it's not like boxing in that your glo- your hands aren't gloved so
2: yeah you don't have extra weight in your hands yeah it's and just,
0: or and also fights tend to stop a lot quicker because well you know you throw a punch with a bear you're either gonna break a knuckle or you're gonna cause bleeding a lot quicker whereas with
2: that's why I always used my elbow by the way you always use the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that weren't true, but it is.
0: But yeah, like they're saying with sort of gridiron, like with the helmets, because mm. it's sort of cushioning the bra, you're still getting the blow, but you're still able to go on. So rather than getting the one big concussion that puts you on you the sidelines. Yeah, little ones which just grow up. Because yeah, there's some my re-
2: helmet's got an air bladder in it that you pump up with a regular, you know, like football pump. And so it's, it's actually more comfy and I feel more protected in that than I do in my motorcycle helmet. So I ride wow. a motorbike, oh. I actually feel far more protected in my footy helmet than I do in my motorbike helmet to the point where I wouldn't mind actually wearing my gridiron helmet when I take the bike out for a blurt because I'm like, meh. It actually, you know, it cushions the blow, whereas the yeah. the motorbike yeah. helmet just has kind of foam in there that's, that, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So it's I'm like,
2: ah, I wouldn't, I would prefer that over that. But uh, we'll see. By the time you get back, I will know whether I've made the state team or not. Oh, I swear,
0: I'd be amazed if you didn't.
2: I would be. i think I'm sure be sweet. <laughs> it's hilarious that at my age, uh, I will be 39 by the time we play our first uh first game, which means I'll be 39 years old representing my state. <laughs> Debuting for my state at 39, just going, Come on, ladies, get in there, hit people hard, you can That's do it. That's great though. You know, that age shouldn't matter. That's what I reckon. We'll I'm, I'm stronger now than I was when I was eighteen. Exactly. So Meh, But did
0: you ever like in school like play a lot Did you I, I I did a lot of sport and I was I, I was part of a really successful cricket team. Nice. But we didn't get trophies. We just got certificates. And oh, I feel darted really? I didn't get like the trophy at all like I was certificates and I god knows what's happened to them it wasn't until like uni when I was playing a social soccer team, <laughs> division, we came runner up that I got my first trophy. And it's. Well, like we
2: actually got a. Uh, we won our, our comp last year oh. and uh, we won the season. And so we got an actual. You've seen the Super Bowl trophy yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, There's a girls' version of the. You know, it's called the Opal Bowl. And so there's me as captain holding it up, just going, yeah, mm. how good is this? But our personal um, trophies were these little medallions. And I'm as excited about that medallion as I was when I got my first BMX. I used to ride BMX competitively. I got my first BMX medallion when I was eight. I'm as excited about that Super Bowl one or the Opal Bowl one as I was about the one when I was eight years old. I'm just 30 years on. Here I am going, look, it's a tiny little medal (laughs) and I fucking love it. I love it. Totally earned it. It was great.
0: And now I'm on to the state.
2: Hopefully that will be lovely.
0: Then is is the next step after the state, is there an Australian team? There's an
2: Australian team going to be fielded. So there's already a boys Australian team called the Outback. The Outback, uh, who have asked me to be um, the ambassador for the team, which is mm, lovely. That's cool. Yeah, considering I only started playing twelve months ago. Yeah, that's you've <laughs> really you've
0: really thrown yourself into this. Yeah,
2: I, I kind of do that though. If I enjoy something, I really enjoy it. That might be why I've got yeah. two sex tapes. But I enjoy something, I really enjoy. Hey, go really for a third one. Why <laughs> well, not? Yeah, yeah. Oh, not? It's due ten up. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, there's a, a men's team called the Outback. I probably shouldn't mention porn and then football teams in the same sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a wish they, list. Who knows? They
0: do go together. <laughs> <Fantasy?
2: It's, laughs> yeah. Fantasy, fantasy football. One. That's what I always thought fantasy football was. I'm like, so I just get to pick who I want to nail? Is that what that's about? <laughs> no, Julia. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's a, there's a men's team and they're going to field a women's national team uh, to go and play internationally in two years. Wow. 2016.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing, is it America?
2: Yeah. We'll go play, I think most countries have a, a national, I don't know if their women's team have national teams, but there's most countries play. You know, there's something like 85 teams throughout Australia. Men's and I didn't that play know that. Every I, state and territory plays gridiron. I wow. did not know
0: that. I remember as a kid, we, this is weird. Like we, I went in primary school I went to a public school and one day we were in the, um, like just, we found this old cupboard of sporting goods. And for some reason they had all American football helmets and shoulder pads. Wow. But they were never used. Like it was like, cause we asked, oh, can we play this? I'm like, no. There was also archery, like bows and arrows. I can
2: understand why you wouldn't give kids I can understand like to that. Me. Julia, yeah. yeah. here's a bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah, but don't I was run. just like...
0: We <laughs> had games all over. We had three <laughs> basketballs that were... they were There was no grip on them. They were yeah. pretty worn out. But we could, we've could, we got gridiron stuff.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. Maybe, I, was, I don't
0: know, maybe we had an American in the 60s or someone who donated. Like, Come on, all. you can do this, guys. Come on. But yeah, it didn't... I think in uni there was a bit... But that's no, it's really... T- that's the thing with like the, world, the internet and the, the... Sports are becoming way yeah. more... Like, I
2: love it, though. Gridiron, I mm-hmm. really enjoy it. Because it's one of those games where... Uh, It's one of those sports, I should say, where it doesn't matter. You know how they always go, oh, it's great for women to play this game because it's so good for self-esteem. Like This is one of the few games where you need massive chicks like me at the front to protect people. And then you need the more solid but fast girls in the sort of middle linebacker region so they can run and tackle or Mm -hmm. run and block. And then you need the tiny little light, you know, ones that are really quick who can sprint out, catch the ball and go zipping down the side. but. The little ones need me at the front to look after, yeah, them. Yeah, and yeah. I need the little ones because I'm never going to get down the end of the field to score. So it's like you actually, no matter what size and shape you are, there is a position for you. And it's most of the sports I've played, you're only as strong as kind of your weakest or slowest player. Whereas this one, yeah, you're right. There, it, it's yeah. you know, we need big slow ones at the front who just go, "I am the gatekeeper. You are never getting past me." <laughs> sport for all women, it is. Yeah. So I've I've been trying to get sponsorship around the place. And that's what I'm pitching it as. I'm like, "Come on, this is a good sport. This is you know, there's no." So, and and whilst there is a uh, an underwear version of our sport, like well, very clearly the
0: legend football. I the other night I was on t- I was home from a gig and I was just flicking around. I was looking for something to watch and I saw <laughs> this break and it's like legend football league. And I thought, oh cool, maybe it's some old eighties AFL or something. And then I'm like. That's there are nice. women there's running around. In a, actually, a mate
2: of mine, and to, to their credit, they're athletes. They, yeah, sport, yeah, they yeah, do what they do very well. It's nothing I would do. But a mate of mine, one of my footy mates goes, the thing is, I love chicks in almost no gear, and I love football. But you put them together, and I hate it. I don't understand why. It's, I should absolutely love it, but I don't. It's <laughs> awful. I can't watch it, which, you know, it's, it's one of those things. There's a, so there's every time I'm approaching sponsors, I'm like, just so that we know, because yeah. when you come and I walk in – I'm not running around in my bra and undies just so that you know because I'm not a small girl and so no you, one not even me wants to see me full pelt piss bolting down a field to tackle <laughs> another girl getting punched in the face with my own boobs. But no if, one needs to see
0: that. Have you thought of going to the underwear companies and saying sponsor a real team? <laughs> nice. And- and then, you know, it's like, you know, so you can show What it. would
2: be funny if we went to Hestia, you know, the bra yeah. company that holds, that it actually stands, Hestia stands for holds every size tit in Australia. That I didn't be, know that. Yeah, yeah, that's actually what it's, that's, that's the acronym for that, uh, that's for that company. That's So it wouldn't be great because, you know, the lingerie girls are all quite busty, but we're pretty, we're pretty yeah, strong. Yeah, yeah, kind of blowy, yeah, well, yeah, like, do, yeah. come on, sponsor these ones. Well,
0: that could be the whole thing. Like you could show you guys all, this is the ad and Hestia, you can use the <laughs> idea if you throw some cash to the girls, I won't charge you my fee. It could just feature the whole line of like all the different sizes. Sizes and shapes, and it's like Hestia, holds what everything. real football <laughs> players wear under their under nice. their jumper, and I it's like not it. sexist; yeah. it's encouraging. Yeah, uh, so there you go, Hestia. I, shout out! I
2: genuinely out. enjoy the idea of the over shoulder boulder holder. <laughs> size in Australia, I love that. I'm just like That's perfect. Great.
0: That's perfect. Well, Julia, how do they find out about your gridiron if people want to come and watch?
2: Um, well, that would be either come to my Facebook, which is Julia Wilson, comedian. Uh, come to my website, juliawilson.com.au, or I play for the Northwestern Phoenix, which we have our own website, which is hilarious that I play for a suburb that is 40 kilometers from my house. It's pretty good. There's no manly team. There (laughs) is not. Imagine that. I play play football for manly. Manly. We're manly. We're men. We're men in (laughs) tights.
0: The manly men. That's... (laughs) if Northwestern, if ever there's the, a bit overflow, you can start the manly man. <laughs>
2: what I love is that the men's team are the Predators. So when I first rocked up, they're like, So you'll be playing for the Predators? And I went, Of course. I will. <laughs> you know, that scene in Highlander. Hi, I'm Candy. Of course you are. That's what I pictured when I first rocked up. You'll be a Predator. Of course I will. The
0: Predators. That is gold. <laughs> and they
2: decided the chick scene would be Phoenix. I mean, that's a much better idea. Are
0: you on Twitter at all?
2: I am, but I keep forgetting to tweet. I get so kind of caught up in it all. And I just laugh. I read it and giggle, but I forget to tweet.
0: Ah, fair enough. So find a I Twitter if you can or find, check out Facebook That's, so thanks for coming along
2: thank you for having me it's been a lovely time
0: you're on Twitter Jasmine
1: at the hot comedian
0: Yep, she has a fever continuously. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at M underscore W underscore Ho H. Comedy on Edge is on Twitter at comedy on edge. It Hestia, if you want to contact us, we'll point send you in um, Julia's way. Email info at comedyonedge.com or check out comedyonedge.com. Guys, thanks for tuning in. It's been fun. Hopefully you're hearing this episode. So Jasmine's done well in the show. So She's had a crack. So.
2: she'll she'll knock this out of the park. Oh, maybe. it'll be Sorry, great. Lester. Yeah,
0: Lester, we don't need you anymore. So oh, you can oh, come back. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. (laughs) So, thank you for that. Thank you for listening. And, well, I guess, Jasmine, hit the music.